If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Hey guys, I have a um, snarf it. I learned something interesting the other day. And uh, I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt <laughs> no, really, this is interesting. Pretty sure he's making it up. Well, let me ask you guys a question. Is it weird to pee in the shower? No, I pee in the shower every, every day. day. Every See, day. this is what I was saying. So I so so this subject came up, I don't know how, in the gym that I work at. Except when my kids' toys are in there, I feel bad. <laughs> so I don't. That's the only time. <laughs> piss all over. Yeah. I piss on your toy, little fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all pissed no. off and shit. I'm not evil. Kids are acting yeah, up at night. You're like, weird. don't worry, son. When I go to bed, when I go take a shower today, <laughs> I'll piss all over your toys. No, it's uh, we, it came up in the gym, uh, uh, you know, when I was working the other day. And uh, people are like, oh, you pee in the shower. And I'm like, it's just, yeah. You know? You wash your ass in the shower. My pee's cleaner than your ass. Then the, the water comes off your butt. Yeah. Well, since you're on the bathroom thing, I find this strange. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is my world. You don't shit the shower, dude. So, no, no, no. What I do what I do, do that people find is very weird. What I do do. I, uh, yeah, what I do do. Uh, what I don't do, actually, is I don't wash my hands after I go pee. What? <laughs> You're admitting this? You like know, on, you know. well, I have a theory behind this. Okay, First of all, I don't know about you fucks. I'm not shaking your hand. Well, I don't know about you two fucks, but the cleanest part of my entire body it's for sure dick. is my dick. For sure <laughs> is my dick. Not after you've been working out so, in your gym rot. No, Listen, oh, bro. No, you're talking to the guy who showers three times a day and carries fucking baby wipes around lo- Trust me. <laughs> my fucking dick and my balls are the cleanest part of my body all the time. <laughs> all the time. Super clean. All right. So I find that weird. You, you might be right. I that. find that weird. If you know what? I, it probably makes sense to wash your heads before you pee. Exactly. Yeah, because you sometimes wanna, you, I will. You don't, don't want to get your death. So when, when I when <laughs> I'm hold on a second, you don't sometimes want the bacteria. I do. Sometimes, I'll, sometimes I do. When, when I'm in the gym, when I'm working out in the gym, and I'm oh, touching yeah. all kinds of fucking bacteria and stuff like that, yeah. I well, I go in the bathroom. People probably think I'm weird. I sh- sh- wash my hands then and go then pee. I go pee and then I walk right. They out. just think you have dyslexia. I find it doing it wrong. I find it backwards that we do that. I think it's weird. So you wash your hands after you poop. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. That's different. But after you pee, you don't. No, after you know what though? I I noticed that because when we all go to the bathroom together, you know, because we what we'll do is we'll record in between episodes. Yeah. (laughs) None of us wash our hands half the time. Yeah. (laughs) And then if one of us does, then the rest of us. I totally do. The yeah. rest of us do because we feel like we're obligated. Yeah. yeah. Shut up, Justin. And you don't wash every time. I, no, yeah, I watch you. Yeah. I, 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 know, I know you watch. Let me, what, let me smell your hands. Explain to me, though. Explain to me why would you, if you're if that area is the cleanest area on your body, if it's the cleanest area. Well, because I think dicks can carry disease. What? Yeah. They, they, what? You can carry disease. Like what if you have like what if you have like herpes or something? On well, your, if you don't and you have a clean, if you got like big legs, uh, there's a lot of friction and it gets swampy. <laughs> what about that? So if yeah, I, what if you get swamp swamp? You get swampy. What you, if you have swamp? Dick? You really, if you're somebody, okay. So this is I'm not exaggerating. I, I shower at least three times a day, and in between you clean your dick also. Yeah, in between. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> right right okay. now you could put your hand down my pants, swipe my balls, and then smell your finger, <laughs> and I guarantee it smells fucking it's, fresh. It smells like that perfume. I probably What's won't that do that. He uses, but Justin? um, yeah. What's that perfume? Uh, Arctic yeah. breeze. Yeah. It's, Ar- it's Arctic breeze. <laughs> 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 
dude, I got some. I mean, the best, <laughs> dude. It's the best. I was gonna say the nerdy Sal. Okay, uh, isn't isn't there something to like the the too many showers effect, right? With your with your <clears throat> yes. microbiotic bacteria yep. that lives on your skin. Yep, it can actually. Let's let's, let's talk about that. It can actually promote the growth of uh, certain bacteria because you consistently and constantly are killing. There's there's a. This certain, is what a hippie told me. Yeah, you need to have a certain level of well, like, I, like like the oils in your hair protect your hair. So this is whole, uh, they call it the no poo mo- movement where right. people don't shampoo. They just wash their hair with water. Yeah. That's um, a horrible name for the movement. No poo. I know. I'm just going to hold it. It's like, uh, yeah. I'm not going to poo anymore. Fuck that doesn't it. sound good. Um, but yeah, I mean, showering daily is probably, it's probably okay. But fuck three, four times a day. Three times a day, every day. Damn. Every day. That's why your balls smell so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Arctic breeze. Arctic breeze. I do know that about your, I, 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 I only, I only, uh, shampoo and wash my hair though once. A day, so I I do know that about the oils, uh, uh-huh. and and that I know that's important, and it's probably why actually my psoriasis tends to flare up on my skin because I do I do shower, but a lot, yeah. You know what though, I would have to say if I were to bet money on the part of the body that men spend the most time soaping and lathering, <laughs> balls, it's balls. totally it's a triangle what? of doom. It's one hundred percent. I would bet. My home on this. Yeah, I bet any man listening Lots right now, lathering. every man listening is nodding his head, going, "Yep, yeah. that's yep, the yep, first. Yep. That's where I spend the most time washing." If you have a loofah, it's just going <laughs> all over my balls. <laughs> oh my god! Just in case I stay at your house, you're not sure. <laughs> it's the, good to know. Use, you use know, the, use the, that's where it's going. Use the pumice stone. You know, when yeah. Justin stays at my house, make sure there'll be a, a fresh towel and a fresh loofah on your bed. <laughs> Here you go, Justin. Here, this is for the week, asshole. Yeah. yeah. Pee before you go in the yeah. shower. Yeah. Don't put in your kids' toys in there. Yeah. I just thought that was. I just thought that was kind of weird. I thought I was kind of different when it came to that because I do. I always see everybody washes their hands after they go pee, and I wash my hands that's before true. I go pee. Before you go pee, yeah. mm-hmm. you don't want you, you don't want the outside world on your on your junk. No, right. But mm. you want to share your junk mm. with the outside it, world. I get Not it. a problem with that. You know what? He's in. A, he's a. Well, that's why I wash my hands after I work out, like all the time. Though it's just gross. When you work out, yeah. After oh, everybody course. else, ugh. oh yeah. yeah, of course. People and are, and that's what I'm saying. Like people that are horrible. And that's what that's what that's to me because is, Adam's over there lifting weights after he just touches dick. Yeah, but okay, but <laughs> and the, and the dumbbell. Okay, right? Okay. Am I right? Yeah, now, yeah. but pay attention to what I just said, though. Okay, What'd you say how often do you see this? I mean. I'm the only one I see who walks in from lifting weights in between sets to go take a piss, washes his hands first, then takes a piss, then walks us out. Everybody walks in, pulls their shit down, grabs their dick and stops peeing, and then they wash their hands. That's ass backwards to me. It is. It is. Because you just touched all these sweaty, fucking gooey machines. Sometimes I don't wash because I have chalk from lifting, and it just helps with the grip. (laughs) Helps with the grip. This is where... This is where the the pull the shorts up maneuver is starting to make sense. You know what I'm thinking? Here's right. what I'm thinking. I'm thinking you don't have to touch let anything. Let the lizard out. You don't have to touch anything. Like we talked about this before. Just pull your pants down. Let shit go free. You're in front of the urinal. And just let where it wants to go. Yeah. Let it pee where it wants It'll to go be. It'll go everywhere, though. Well, yeah. Like a fire hose? Yeah, bro. Yeah. There's a lot of back pressure there. Yeah. You <laughs> just say what? that all uncomfortable. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. It goes all over the place. Like It's like a crazy hose. Do you wash your hands after you pee, Doug? I do mm, before and after. No, not before. Ooh. But you know, Adam makes a good point, and now he does. And now he's probably thinking twice now. I now you know why. Am. Now you know so why you got that rash. Yeah, yeah that flare up. Man. They don't. They don't, they don't <laughs> call him. The, they don't call him the wizard for nothing, Doug. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I, under, I understand why. 
<laughs> the wizard of the wizard, so that, that the wizard of whiz. Yeah. Yeah. The wizard that of must whiz. be where that gonorrhea came from. Then. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. That's what I'm gonna go with. Just yeah. saying, just saying. All right. So uh are we doing a QA? We, we are. Doug, you have to help me, dude. I've been trying to I'm trying to get these guys to introduce themselves and we just can't we cannot stay on the same page here of like on mic number one. You've been on this new thing with us again, right? Resurgence. Every every three months okay. we we come back to this. All right, yeah. all right. Do the intros. Gotcha. Do the intros, my friend. Okay. Well, I'm well, I'm here with Sal DeStefano, huge saggy boobs, and that's Adam, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Justin Small Andrews, small trap saggy boobs. What? Justin Andrews. Yeah. Doug the Spinner. Mic. Yes. <laughs> and myself, Adam Schaefer. Adam Schaefer. Now the we Wizard can do the of Q&A. Wiz. Now we can do the Q&A. Okay, Listen, now we can you, do the Q&A. You yeah. guys, before we do, I need okay, you guys to stop saying we... small traps and shit. <laughs> and you just stop saying that, okay? I'm getting a little bit Dude, dude I had to live through, I, dude, I have to keep bringing this up. I had to live through Husky for like <laughs> months, yeah. bro. It's it's small traps. Husky or pudgy? Or pudgy, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. That's even worse. I don't have small traps. Small traps. No, you don't, but it's funny that they said that that's why it's thank funny. That's why. It is. of course you don't bro i was Come about to go on. synth all my traps <laughs> for a second there <laughs> yeah well uh, we do have some questions here oh let's do it just doug. watch yeah. his poses change will you ask out. them already doug my god Jesus, yeah, yeah i'm Jesus, trying to get doug. there it's taking tough. his time all the time the first one's from universal or it could be Universal. It's Spanish. Yeah, it's it's Spanish. Universal. It's, it, no it's spanish universal well, it's kind of french is it <laughs> possibly yeah, universal they, uh, this person wants to know the injuries that you've had and the proper way to rec- uh, recover from those. Mm. Injuries we've had each? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Adam broke his dick. I did. I did. <laughs> that can be painful. This is If you stand up That's and you a, have... If is you, that, if is you that you when tr- she, was, she, she came off too far? No, no, no. Yeah, if, exactly. If you, have, if you try and the, the stand-up move... Where you try and have sex standing up, and you and you get you cannot do that really fast. You can't do that the same way you do. Uh, you don't want to jackhammer it. Yeah, you can't jackhammer no. that because but that's his favorite move. Yeah, no. especially if you're a strong guy and you have some strong hips, you may <laughs> throw her a little bit further than you want, right. and then she comes back down, and it's. Ugh. Did you really break your dick? Huh? Did you really break your dick? A couple times, yeah. You actually broke uh, it. Yeah, like, yeah. No, you didn't. Oh yeah, I had crutches on it and everything. <laughs> <laughs> And use, they, like, and the funny thing put is, put it in a sling. They use regular, like normal crutches because they were the right size. Yeah, <laughs> for that for the broken. He just made that up so like the girlfriend at the time would take care of it. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. The I, doctor says oh. you have to pull on it. You have to pull on it to keep it straight. Yeah. <laughs> I have exactly. never, I have never broken my dick. Although that sounds pretty funny. Of course yeah. you haven't. It's everybody knows it's unbreakable. <laughs> God, <laughs> it's unbreakable, stupid. Just like the movie. Let's Inj- talk about injuries. Anyways, yeah. injuries we've all had. Yeah. Okay, I got some. Who's had the most? You think? Who's had the most out of all of us? The most injuries? Yeah, injuries. Well, since I haven't played think? sports, yeah. I probably have the least amount. Okay, probably Justin. Now, if we, if we, if we, it's an interesting thought. If we block out head injuries, how many injuries? Have we- <laughs> <laughs> how can you block those out? I can't. <laughs> yeah, probably, ju- probably Justin's number one. I've never actually had stitches yeah, had or a broken bone in my life. Never, never had Are stitches. Never had a broken bone in my life. I've had all. Yeah. All the wow. Above. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Have you had surgery? Um. Yeah, I've had surgery. Where? Um. Where have I had? Oh, I had my ACL and MCL torn. Oh well, fuck. That's a nice injury. Yeah. Yeah. That was- Basketball. Yeah. Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah. That's a nasty one. What, yeah. what? All right, Justin, go for well, it. Well, when I was a kid. Try to I, keep it under 10 minutes. I know. Seriously. Back in the day, uh, I had I had a broke my right arm twice. 
uh, in the same year, actually. Well, that's right sucks. when I covered, yeah, because this this bully kid, uh, the second time, the first time I fell off the monkey bar, second time, uh, they're playing like King of the Mountain, and my brother was two years older than me, and so it was all his his buddies, and this this older kid that was huge just like totally was punking on me and threw me in this ditch and I landed on a rock and broke my arm again. Fucked up. Yeah. yeah. And so anyway, I got really good with my left hand though. So mm. I was ambidextrous Everybody for like two years after that. And that's why I, you know, um, they <laughs> call me call- double pumper. Um, <laughs> what, what, what about some injuries uh, as you got older and you had some knowledge on how to, how to rehab? As far it? as, okay. As far as, um, <laughs> thanks Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go down the list. You guys say, Oh, I never had it. So I'm going to start yeah. from the very beginning. <laughs> I'm going to go, no, I'll, I'll cut, I'll cut to the chase here. I did have some injuries in between that weren't related uh, to, to athletics and working out. So the ones that Heavy I had masturbating, <laughs> but, um, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, oh, straining, lots of straining. Um, <laughs> stop dude. I'm trying to fucking sorry, talk God, here. Sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry. God, God, damn it. Uh, <laughs> fucking Sal. No, they, like I actually made it pretty far in my career without getting hurt. So believe it or not, I was very like, I, I was into training, you know, pretty, pretty dedicated so i was i was strong i was always strong going into every sport that i did um and it wasn't until my junior year of college i tore my mcl so did you have to get surgery no i didn't get surgery i just had to wear this ridiculous you know animatronic brace that so you don't have I an mcl like, your mcl's gone now no it's just i mean partial? it wasn't yeah it was it was torn but it was like partial so okay. I, yeah it healed but mm. it's not like awesome so mm-hmm. i still feel every now and then it so feel like too much range of motion so you strained your knee thank you. you thank you thank <laughs> you for being specific for that so you had it so you had a, you had a strain yeah, so, strain, so i strained it <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah yeah anyway dude uh, I, w- I went down in basketball one time and my friends will never let me lose down i was why i was a junior and i hyperextended my knee Oh. And I started crying. You flamingo did. Oh, yeah, and I was, you know, nothing ended up happening. You know, it was just it was just. You were a, crying. Oh yeah. Was it how old were you? Twenty uh, four. Sophomore. <laughs> Twenty four. <laughs> this is like last year. Uh, I was a sophomore or a junior in high school. I don't oh remember. shit! So you are pretty old to be crying in front of your friends. Yeah, yeah. My buddies, my buddies, fucking. <laughs> sucks. Gave me, oh yeah, that shit fucking hurt, bro. I mean, it literally hyperextended. I was oh, going up for a layup. Yeah, that's terrible. Planted my heel and then came over the top. Oh, I, I hate that. Oh, I was, hate that. I thought, in the way it felt, it felt, which I think we can all attest to this when it comes to injuries. Sometimes uh, pushing a, a ligament or pushing a bone to as far as you can without breaking it or what or tearing it, severing it completely sometimes is more painful than actually completely oh, yeah. severing it. Because yeah. when I tore my ACL and MCL, it actually wasn't that bad. Like, I mean, it hurt, and it definitely hurt the next day. But when the actual injury happened, guy landed on my knee completely. Just it went, and it and it, uh, you know, it almost felt like a sprained ankle at first. I just kind of grabbed my knee, and I was like, "Ooh!" But I hopped up and I kind of walked it off, and I was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll be able to get back in the game." And then I just remember every time I, my my cadence, I was kind of missing something was missing. You know, I'd take like five or six steps that would feel normal, and all of a sudden, like it would just something would skip. I was like, this doesn't feel right. Oh, <laughs> you know? That's I was the like, worst I better, feeling. Ugh. I was like, I better sit this one out. But I didn't feel, it wasn't that painful until the next day. Next day, I thought I was going to die. Next day, my, my fucking knee was the size of a basketball. It was so nasty. Mm. And it like just any sort of lateral movement at all just broke me down into tears. What about lifting? Did you guys ever get any injuries lifting? <clears throat> 
Well, didn't no, you I hurt just, your QL? Nothing yeah, I heard it, but it wasn't like it was an injury injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to I had to really like re like take a lot of time doing real basic like rehabbing type exercises mm-hmm. and mobility and all that kind of stuff because it like it was painful to walk, and um, it, it just it, it was a gradual process and it it forced me to really practice what I preached, and so I actually was somewhat glad that it happened because it's just like uh, I could I could you know, spend that time to really, you know, focus on getting that mobility reestablished and, and core strength and functionality and range of motion and all kind of stuff. Well, see, I, I learned uh, how to squat and deadlift because of an injury. So I, I um, dislocated my kneecap, which I actually have done that a few times in my life. Um, and I was, <clears throat> I want to say maybe freshman year uh, after uh, the summer of freshman year. So going into my sophomore year. And I dislocated my knee, and then they had to put they put me in this big long straight brace. So I had to walk kind of funny. I had like this pimp walk for a while, um, and then they gave me this hinged brace. And you know, I was a kid. I don't know anything really about physical therapy, what to do. Mm-hmm. I go to the physical therapist. You do a couple band exercises. But anyway, I'm in this fucking brace forever, forever. And my knee just never felt stable. My leg never felt strong. And it must have been. I mean, it must have been six, seven months later, and I got pissed. I remember specifically, I got really fucking mad and I went to, I went to the YMCA gym where I would work out at and I just said, I don't give a shit. I'm going to fucking lift. And I started doing, you know, squats and mm-hmm. leg press and shit like that. And within like a month and a half, I was a hundred percent. Yeah. I'll Isn't never that forget funny that. that. And this is how, and, and I, I don't know like how many people like the listener wise, like know like, uh, physical therapy, it's pretty aggressive. Like a lot of physical therapists that I've like sort of shadowed under, and like a lot of them were, were really aggressive. So long as you do the right stuff, try yeah, right. exactly. Nothing like nothing to cause further injury or or, or you know stress it too far. No, past but it's the, painful past the threshold. It's gonna be painful, mm-hmm. but reestablishing and connecting that uh, with, with that range of motion with that tissue is so <clears throat> important, and to get on it like quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes like uh, another thing is like surgeries, like a lot of clients, I've had clients will come in and say, okay, I'm going to have shoulder surgery in a couple months or I'm going to have carpal tunnel surgery in a couple months. And what we'll do is we'll try our best to strengthen that area before going in. Mm-hmm. And then when they, I'm talking about not emergency surgery, you know, not surgeries that are need to be done on an acute basis, but like they right. have osteoarthritis or whatever and um, training into the surgery and then recovering and then of course doing your physical therapy. Yeah, afterwards. it'll definitely help speed up the recovery and here's the thing with physical therapy too here's another thing insurance will typically cover uh you to get range of motion back but not strength yeah i fired my pt really yeah yeah Yeah. because you'll get range of motion back but they're not going to bring you back to where you were many times Uh, mine mine was a joke mine was a joke really yeah for your your knee yeah because i mean at that point i was already you know i'd been a trainer for you i I did my acl and mcl when i was 20 oh so you're you're already pretty well versed oh yeah 27 28 yeah Yeah, so i you know i knew what i was doing um and when it when i got in there and they made a comment right away like when i was like man that's so crazy that i tore it because i didn't even feel like i did they said well you have so much muscle you know, that the muscle was holding you all in place and supporting you, which is a blessing in disguise because if you were somebody who had no leg muscles whatsoever and that happened, you would feel it. You know, right. you'd be walking and you'd be all over the place. And I was like, oh, that's You'd kinda... have the rubber leg? Yeah, I found that was kind of fascinating. And then uh, when she started me, I mean, <clears throat> first of all, I was in a, a physical therapy place where there was like six people that were, that were being, uh, you know, taught stuff at the same time. And we were all on these little timers. 
was like, oh, here you go. And she puts me on like wall ball squats, you know, like do some wall ball squats for, you know, two minutes. I'll be back over here. And she sets the timer and walks over and gets the next person. And it's like this thing. And I'm like sitting here and I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm not thinking to myself, dude, she didn't even come over and like stress my form on this or anything like and i'm thinking to myself mm. like the natural what is the natural thing that happens if you just had a huge injury to your acl and You're mcl compensate what, exactly yeah, and yeah. you squat down on a wall ball what do you do you have an asymmetrical right. shift right yeah. for sure now mind you i'm a trainer so i know better you know what i'm saying i know what i need to do so i'm yeah, but she's doing was she doing that to everybody well yeah yeah i see yeah that's yeah, what right. i mean yeah. so that was like the first thing and then the next thing after that i was doing like stupid things like bouncing on one leg and throwing like a ball off this thing to bounce and i'm like okay, I know what she's doing right now and this is really lame and I'm not getting any really good guidance (laughs) about the only thing that I kept coming for and I'd come back and that's eventually what I said. I said, hey, you know what I want to do is I don't want to come to any more of these sessions but I still would like to get the ultrasound stuff and the like the massage and shit. Like I was like, that's cool. Yeah, like that's, you know, and I, that's awesome. Yeah, and I can't do that myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. Rub my rub my leg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll come back Please. and do that. But I re- I rehab. So I pretty much rehab myself. Um, you know, for so it, it, but the the uh, one mistake I did make. Um, so being I went from one extreme to the other. I went from getting feeling like I got no help from this physical therapist and what looked like it was going to take me forever to progress and get myself back to normal to me getting myself back. And I was like seeing like gains, right? Like every single week of getting stronger and better and better. And then I, I the next thing you know, I'm doing like single leg box hops and shit. Like <laughs> I was, I was really like pushing, pushing the limits, you know? And it was like, I had no business doing that that early just because mm-hmm. I could you know yeah. and I was and I was so excited that I was almost back to normal yeah and I'm like start pressing it. yeah and then I yeah, I re-injured it you know and not real not as bad obviously but enough to set me back and to kind of wake my ass up that okay just because I could do that doesn't mean well I I'll say be. this if you it, this is kind of general advice because injuries are so different from one to the next okay uh, yeah <laughs> but here's some general advice if you have an acute injury um make sure you get uh, you know diagnosed by a physician make sure that you know you don't need surgery or whatever the next step, wait for the inflammation to kind of go down mm-hmm. and then start focusing on range of motion before you work on anything else. So if I have like an injured shoulder, I'm getting maybe five pound dumbbell, 10 pound dumbbell or no dumbbell. And I'm just focusing on full range of motion and that's my exercise. Yep. And then I move up and you're actually going to, you'll, you'll actually do better doing daily work on that area at super low intensity because you can't go high intensity anyway, right? Mm-mm. So do it every single day. Don't treat it like you're working out a regular body part where you I, rest for a week or half a week or whatever. I wish this person would have asked a more specific question with the injury because this is such a... I yeah, mean, we I mean, could we could talk forever about because each 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 area and and uh, the severity of the injury would make a diff- huge difference on what we're right. doing. It could be impact, could be shearing, yeah, all kinds of different like you know. For example, like okay, so I I complain to you guys always about my golfer's elbow, right? So that's completely eliminated for me now because guess what? I'm not competing. You know, I'm not like pounding. I'm listening to my body, mm-hmm. and so I've given myself some rest, and I've stretched it, and got massages, and I've I've laid off of it. So those things immediately have already recovered and gotten better. But it, I was that was some serious pain that I was going mm-hmm. through for months and months and months while I was getting ready for my show. So I mean, I guess you could count that as kind of an injury or a problem. Like it's more I, chronic, but yeah, yeah. You know, so I I wish we were a little more specific on here without us being so vague because there is a lot to talk about yeah. when it comes to injuries and how to take care of them. Definitely. Moving along. All right. Next question is from Milk underscore Monsters. The best grip for deadlifting heavyweight. Milk Monsters. Isn't that Milk that? Monsters. Isn't that, that, that porn site you go on? Power grip. 
Just what? Is that why they call it a power? You've been looking at my Google. I've been looking history. at your history. Yeah, uh, milk monsters. Isn't it, isn't that why they call it a power grip? Wouldn't that be the ideal mm. grip? Because it's called a power grip. Well, there's okay. There's three general ways you could deadlift, and we're not talking about wrist wraps. We're gonna we're gonna rule that out because um, that's not really a particular. <laughs> no, not because I'm talking. No, shit, I, no, go ahead. Though. But because um, when you use when you use wrist wraps, you don't really need to worry about your grip, right? You could just go double overhand. Right. Done. Right. So the three There's grips, the three it. grips you could use are traditional standard double overhand. It's probably the weakest grip. That's where you just grab the bar overhand. Then you could use an alternate grip, um, which is where one hand is what's called pronated and one hand is supinated, or in other words, one hand uh, the palm is facing back, the other hand the palm is facing forward. So both hands are facing in opposite directions. Mm-hmm. And then this, the third grip is a hook grip. And that's what Olympic lifters use. And this is a, it's a double overhand grip, but the index finger and sometimes the middle finger will hook over the thumb rather than the thumb going over those fingers. And that um, you can also lift lots of weight with. If you're trying to lift maximum weight, um, then you're 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 not going to be able to lift the most weight with a traditional overhand grip. You're just you're going to let go of the bar. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, for example, I could deadlift you know, well into the 500 pound range, but I can't overhand grip, you know, maybe more than 470 or I don't know. I don't even think I can get to 500 with a regular overhand grip. Um, Hook grip, you know, I wish I knew how to hook grip really well. It takes a lot of time to get good at that. Yeah. I've never been able to do that. It it hurts. I I haven't really tried it though. Lane Norton deadlifts that way. He pulls over 600 pounds. That's how he does it? He pulls over 600. Now I want to look. He does double over. He does a hook grip. Olymp- and Olympic lifters can fucking, I mean, they don't just deadlift. They're doing a power, you know, exercise yeah. where there's acceleration. Just ripping it off the ground. So that's even harder to grip. Yeah. You know, you're not just grinding weight off the floor. You're flipping it in the air. And they're using hook grips. And these guys can hold on to 500, 600 pounds. Yeah. You know, some of the big guys. So it's effective if you practice it and do well. But I've never been able. I'll practice it for a little bit. And it fucking hurts. And so I just go to my straight. Alternate right. grip. Alternate grip yeah. all day. Is that what you do the yeah, same do thing? Alternate grip, yeah. I think maybe uh, part of his question was probably, is there an issue with that? I've heard people say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, as far as the recruitment pattern, is it bad? Like, is it going to cause an injury down yeah. the road? Over. <clears throat> so here's what I do. Because um, the, only, the only time I really worry about this is with deadlifting, obviously. But I'll do, I'll start overhand grip. And I'll usually go all the way up to four, 400, 400 something. Then I'll go switch to my alternate grip, but I'll use my opposite alternate grip up until I start to get really, really heavy, and then I go to my favorite alternate grip. Oh, that's a good idea. Just so I can work kind of both sides. Mm. Um, I'm not as good as other people. I know other people who will focus on one side, one workout, the other side, the next workout. That's probably the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've gotten so good now with a supinated right and pronated left that... I can't max out the other way anymore. I'd have to. It would take me a while to practice that. So yeah, that's a good idea. I, I, you know, I would have thought to do that, but I haven't even done that. I just go with what I normally would go with, yeah. right? And so, you know, I'm sure that that's been causing a specific recruitment pattern with that. But you know, it's just I go as far as I can go, you know, with with a double overhand grip, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, from there I'll, I'll, I'll alternate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm the same I have as, to though. I'm the know? same as Justin. You 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 just go forward and then yeah, I go for I go forward. What all hand until, do you supinate? Huh? Just curiosity. Left. Oh, you left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So I supinate right. Interesting. One thing that I've noticed is when I'll supinate really really heavy with my left, which is not the hand I normally supinate with, I'll get sore 
at the bottom of my bicep. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's just not as strong in that position as the other hand is. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely um, some recruitment patterns there that are that are adjusting or adapting to the lift. Yeah. So I would say if you're going to use alternate grip because that's the easiest one to learn. Switch it up. Switch huh? it up. That's if you idea. can learn how to do a hook grip, awesome. But I, I haven't had luck with it. JD underscore Kubicki. Do you need to tailor lifting when pregnant? She uh, is not sure. pregnant. Sure you do. But she is a power lifter, I believe. Well, yeah, she was yeah. She was more concerned with her heavy lifts, I, is what I read out of the question, there's, reading it on the thread. Let's be honest, there's not a need to, right, really, when you're in that position? Well, um, I, I would say that, yeah, like, like if you're a power lifter, it's going to change, you know, and that's just the reality. Mm-hmm. Like, um, well, as far as working out, you want to work out. Like, yeah, there's yeah, nothing absolutely. stopping you with resistance training. In fact, it, it really does help aid in the pregnancy. Um, going strong into the pregnancy. However, you know, um, you know, power lifting and just like an excess of weight, um, it, it just may not be a good idea. And uh, there's complications and there's things to consider. You know, you know, we don't want, you know, anything to happen. Like even just from personal experience, okay, uh, with my wife, like the first pregnancy uh, worked out, everything was fine, worked out pretty intensely even going into it. And um, the next pregnancy, totally different. And uh, there was, you know, little complications here and there. So I had to be real sensitive and careful because that's the priority. Mm-hmm. Right. And and just have to step out of that as far as being, uh, yeah, maybe, you know, your your lifts are going to change your your physical um, uh, level that you're at right now, you know, might change a bit, but but you'll get it back. Yeah, I think a good rule of thumb that I've always told my clients is. Don't do anything that you weren't doing before you were before you weren't pregnant. Like right. don't like a lot. I've, I've seen women not work out, never do anything, get pregnant. I'm gonna get in shape now. Yeah, that's a, that's the biggest mistake I see. Right. So whatever you're doing before you're pregnant, unless you're training at a super high level, um, is probably fine. But you got to listen to your body. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Like yeah. powerlifting's at a high level. It is. Like yeah, uh, let's comp- let's calm down. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I I would take. <laughs> you don't want to push too hard. Right? I would, that's what I mean. It's like you'll yeah, anyway. I, I would take it a step further, um, and I would I wouldn't let my clients probably train uh, out of the hypertrophy phase. I mean, maybe a little bit of strength, but really, why why even risk it? It's not mm-hmm. you know it, you have to look at the risk versus reward. Like okay, so we could continue in your power phase and continue lifting heavy ass weight and stuff like that, but. Boy, I mean, if there if there was ever a t- chance that you're going to throw something out or you're going to drop a weight on yourself or do something, it'd be when you're working. Well, power you brought now. up a good point, Sal. That their body's changing, and you're you're already getting more weight. Yeah, right. So you get you you got to account for the fact that you know you're you're front loaded. You got all this extra weight uh, loaded in front, and so you know there there's ways to sort of uh, help brace and 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 uh uh you know help aid in that as far as like posture goes well the other thing too is when you're as the baby starts to grow it uh stretches the core muscles out and Mm -hmm. a muscle in its stretch position is not as strong as it is in its neutral position right so if i took any muscle i could take your bicep your quad put it in an extreme stress stretch and then have you try to activate it you're not going to be nearly as strong Mm -hmm. um when your core is stretched out like that your core isn't strong in particular the you know rectus abdominis and the transverse abdominis and so now you're relying more on obliques and lower back and this is why low back problems become so prominent in women who are pregnant and after the pregnant right because those muscles are weak so heavy 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 weight 
in that position. Uh, you're only that where's the load going to go? Good, is what you're saying, yeah. and that makes unless perfect you, sense. Unless you wear squeam, <laughs> yeah, keeps don't, the, no. don't do that. Keep the baby. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. It's keep not, the baby tucked in. It, right, you know yeah. what? If you're if you are a woman and you're working out, that's fucking awesome, and you can do it all the way till that sucker pops out. More power to you. I'm, I highly, I highly recommend that you do it. But there's no. Re- this is you shouldn't be trying to compete. You should not be trying to PR anything. Yeah. You know what? You're you're there to burn some calories, keep that blood flow going, keep the muscle, keep maintain what you've already worked so hard to get. You don't need to be trying to push the body. You actually made a good point, Adam. You said um, it's about risk versus reward because right. yes, humans did evolve to be able to do a lot of shit while they were pregnant. Um, and can you get away with running a marathon when you're pregnant? Yes. I've known women to do that. Can you get away with working out really hard? Maybe. Yes. But the risk increases. You have a much higher risk factor there. Yeah. And so it's just not wise. That's yeah, all. Exactly. You know, do what you were doing before, but don't go crazy with your intensity is yeah. what I would say. That's yeah. it. Yeah. We're not here to tell people exactly what to do. We're just give suggestions like, hey, look, you know, consider this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Next question is from Nate Strickler. Linear versus undulating periodization. Mm. Lots of studies still coming out on a lot of this stuff. So to break down the difference between them, a linear type periodization takes you um, more in a, it's more of a traditional type periodization where you're working up in weight. So one, like for of a a pyramid sort of a progression. Right. So you're progressing heavier and heavier each week or, you know, the reps go lower and lower each week or or something that seems to be in in a straight line. Undulating would be, you know, much would appear to be much more sporadic. Mm-hmm. Um, which one is better? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can only speak really from personal experience, and I've seen good results from both, mm-hmm. and I've seen good results without sometimes without periodization, where I just stay consistent with a particular goal. So I don't know. It's a it's a tough question. Yeah, this well, could be a this could be a preference thing. I mean, it, there, there you as go. far as that goes, uh, there like, you go. Yeah, because it, depending on your schedule of what you already work out, you know, um, is there a need to to throw in an undulating situation? You know, for the next day. And um, for me, like periodization has worked great, especially with athletics, because it's it's you can sort of pattern it out uh, as far as like what adaptations I'm trying to to seek out. And so that's something that I've used quite a bit uh, in my career. Uh, however, the undulating schedule is something that as I don't have very specific goal in mind as far as like an athletic uh, performance, you know, at the end, sort of speak, like it, it works really well for me because I like to, to constantly vary things. So hmm. I, I naturally do uh, undulating, uh, but I've seen studies come out on all all of them, and they're it's like splitting hairs. It really is. I think what Justin said about finding what works best for you in, in this case is is ideal. At the end of the day, it's this is that, and it's just like how Maps is designed. Is you never really want to be doing anything exactly the same for for too long. Yeah, for for about four weeks. You know, you start hitting that four week mark. Um, whatever it is that you've been doing, you you want to switch up. Whether you're linear or you're undulating or your traditional periodization, you know you need to get out of that that same modality. So that's the biggest key, and that's where that's where the biggest results and stuff are going to come from is by understanding that and then learning to always be changing. Because I I don't know about you guys, but I mean this was definitely something that I was a um, you know a. I don't want to say a victim because it was something I was choosing to do. You know, I was, I would find myself 
you know, in the same type of program, you know, like I'd look at and look back and go like shit for six months now, mm -hmm. you know, I've been in this 12 to 15 rep range, or I've been working in this six rep range, you know, power phase forever, you know, like it's, you gotta, you gotta check yourself. And, and as much as you well, enjoy one phase or the other is getting out of it, you know? I think too, like, as far as like thinking, thinking about that with, with periodization, the, the great part to that is that you can track, Right. It's more it's more on a schedule. And I did do and like thinking about when I was going through the maps program in particular, too, um, I was able to to notice adaptations and like really see progress in that and then switch it right before, you know, I was you too comfortable plateau, in it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of success with that because that's something that you can. Uh, you could you could really see and and you could feel it happen. Here's something I always do: if I PR in a lift, yeah, I periodize right after that. So I, the second I PR, I change up my workout because I know I've hit a peak. Yeah, yeah, and I don't keep pushing it. That's what we just talked about yeah. with me is, and I actually did back to back weeks of PR, and that was kind of like my okay. You that's know, why you're going to the that's hypertrophy why I'm phase. That's why I'm switching phases right now yeah. is because I've had back-to-back -back weeks where I've hit PRs, and that's hard to do. Yeah. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah. You want to keep going. It's ego. Yes, like, because ah. I'm not going to lie. Nothing more than anything this morning when I hit when I was hitting legs, especially with all the shit talking back and forth being me and fucking Sal over here. <laughs> so bad. If I hit 405 last week, I just want to see what I could get this week, you know? And like, yeah, I know I could get a little more, you yeah. know? But, I, you know, and then instead I'm dropping the weight down and I'm increasing the reps. And it just doesn't sound like fun right now. It sounds like I want to, but I know better. You know, mm -hmm. I know better, but I got to check myself. I got to def or else I easily could fall into that of doing that. I think people have to understand that, you know, there is, there's a different, there's different. You've said this many times between adaptation and recovery and, and getting caught in that cycle of, you know, our bodies are becoming adapted to this way of training and you're getting stronger and it's getting easier for you and stuff. That's also a sign of less and less change happening to you aesthetically to your body and learning that, you know, if that's what your, if your ultimate goal is to, you know, improve your body composition and, and, and overall physique, then knowing that's so important that you have to continue. Well, I'll tell you what, we've been in gyms long enough. I've been going to gyms long enough that when I work out, um, I see people doing the same shit. I'll, I'll you know, cause I can, I can, I work out at the same time. So there's usually a good crowd of people who go at that time. And I now I know them because I see them every time I work out. And I can fucking tell you their workout. I could tell you what machine they're going to go on next. Ugh. I could tell you what exercise, how many reps, it's like the how much weight graveyard. they pick up. It's the same shit You, you watch every, people just on the treadmill. Like, hey, oh yeah, I saw you do that. It's like the same workout. Day. It's like the same order, same workout. Like, mm -hmm. you know, with you, you could see me working out and you could see one workout where I'm doing sets of one and two reps or I'm doing supersets or I'm doing more traditional bodybuilding stuff. It's It's got to be that way. It has to be that way. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that guy that was at 24. Remember Adam that had like the headband and, and he used to do his rollout <laughs> with the oh. wheel and uh and then he would run he'd get on the treadmill and i know exactly he it just had thing. he just had like every single day it was the same thing yeah same uh, routine I, lo I love the guy nice guy super awesome guy but just yeah. i just never saw him doing well, well i just don't think people really realize that they could just by simply changing some things up like how much their body will change Dude, it's crazy yeah you're right right your body will start immediately starting to see you're you're already there you've already disciplined yourself to get to that place for an hour every single yeah, day why not make it worse do you know what i just <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what i just remembered so I remember, this is an interesting story so i was 14 had been lifting weights now for about a year 
And uh, I would always do the same routine, right? Every single time, because I was a kid, I didn't know any better. And I really wanted my arms to grow. And um, around this time, I bought myself a BMX bike and I was teaching myself how to bunny hop. And you know, when you bunny hop, you pull up on the handlebars really hard, especially when you first start off, you don't really know how to do it right. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, I went one day, me and my cousin went out for like four hours trying to trying to bunny hop and I'm pulling. Next day, my arms grew. And I remember thinking like, I was like, why are my arms bigger? <laughs> and like, it was different. Yeah, It, was it clicked. I'm like, it was just something I'd never done before. Like I always do barbell curls, you know? That was like the first time that I did uh, high reps. I mean, literally for probably the first five years of lifting for me, I never saw over six reps in my life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ever, because I wanted to be big, you know? And everything was And that's the big the big. I was like the ones, we were talking about just doing sets of one. That changed my life. Then that's like all I wanted to do. Yes. (laughs) I hate doing like 15 reps. It's like, it's like, Oh, oh, murder for I did me. six forever. And then I remember I remember finally getting becoming a trainer and then learning about it and, and then going like, oh, shit, I'm going to do some 15 reps and see what happens. Dude, I, like my chest grew, like strength. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, what the fuck? I'm getting yeah. so much bigger and stronger right now and I'm lifting lighter weight, more reps. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> Just change it up, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, for sure. Final question. Anna D. Modib. She uh, is wondering about her wrists hurting while while she's squatting. Oh, just balance the bar on there instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let go of the bar. I think um, hmm. it's your grip. So um, either move your hands in or out. Out, yeah. To see if it changes uh, the, the and strengthen strengthen your wrist a little bit in the position. So rather than letting them, f- you know, fold back so hard. Right. Grip roll the bar a little up bit. A bit. Yeah. Grip yeah, the bar and roll roll for a little bit and keep that grip nice and strong in the hand. Uh, get those muscles activated. And that should take some pain away from the wrists when you're squatting. And I think we're good. Yeah. I like and that. Work on your wrist mobility. It does help. Mm-hmm. Jerk off. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>